My love, you deserve a beautiful, thriving relationship with your body to experience more pleasure and confidence in your skin. So this episode is amazing for anyone who wants to deepen that relationship, who wants to get, you know, heal uh, chronic tension headaches or tension in the pelvic floor. Perhaps you're dealing with chronic UTIs or any issues in those or in that area of your body. So we're going to talk about the lymphatic system and how to support your body in its natural detoxification and um, also how to feel good in your body, how to feel juicy in your body. So you will love this conversation, I am sure. And I'm reminding you that on the 15th of May, we are going to start the softness reset and my goodness, you are going to love these five days of special teachings by me on my Patreon. Day one, we're going to start with soft self-perception. Day two, soft surroundings. Day three, soften self-care. Day four, softly spoken. So about expression and using your voice and also speaking life into all of your situations and the people in your life as well as yourself, day five, styled into softness. So all of these five teachings that are going to drop on each day are going to be available on my Patreon. And we're starting May 15th on Monday. And you're going to get the accompanying workbook to dive into the softest summer yet the most pleasurable summer that you have ever experienced and you're also going to get the sumptuous softness meditation that will be available on patreon that week so that is next week now that i'm recording this so if you feel called to soften into your natural magnetism and into a more pleasurable life so that it affects everything around you You are going to love this. Join before May 15th. Um, It's only five euros. Patreon works like any subscription service. So it's a monthly price, but there's a lot there already for you to dive into. And these teachings are always available there and all the accompanying um, material that I'm creating for you. So check the second link in the description below and join today. But now let's jump into the episode with Chloe. Welcome to the Vibrant Flow Podcast. This is where we reclaim our feminine essence and our right to luscious, soft, vibrant living the feminine way. If you are ready to release the old paradigms of hustle, perfectionism, being nothing but hard on yourself and the good girl syndrome, and to step into your feminine power, deeper faith, queenly living and the vibrant flow, you are in the right place. I am here to support you and to hold you accountable in your sweet feminine homecoming. Okay, sister, let's jump right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Vibe and Flow podcast. I am really, really excited for today's conversation with Chloe Stickings. Is that how you say it? Yes, it yes. is. Yeah. 
I am so excited for this conversation. Chloe is a women's pelvic health coach and lymph teacher. And so we're going to dive into all these things related to pelvic health and the lymphatic system and why you should be paying attention to those and what it actually means to, you know, pay attention to your lymphatic system, how you can support it and what are the benefits of that. And I just love her content around pelvic health, lymphatic work, menstrual cycle awareness, and the way she advocates for toxin-free women's products. And the fact that, for example, I remember when you posted about pubic hair being a necessary part of a woman's body and that it serves a purpose. And I was like, yes, that's right. (laughs) We need more women talking about these things. Maybe it's just that they feel kind of taboo or something like that. I don't know, but it's just really important that we talk about our pelvic region and why, you know, there's stuff there and how it's serving us, why it serves a purpose. So really excited to have you here, Chloe. Um, Tell us a little bit why this work that you do, why do you have this passion for pelvic health and where do you come from and all that good stuff? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so, so excited to have been um, asked to come on to your podcast today. And that was a really, really lovely introduction as well. So thank you so much for that. Um, Yeah, so my name is Chloe. And like most practitioners and people who work in like the healthcare, health um, field, I really came to this work through my own personal experience and my own personal struggles with pelvic health symptoms. So I had a big, big struggle with chronic UTIs, with interstitial cystitis, with painful intercourse, with painful orgasms, with heavy periods, painful periods, you name it, all of the symptoms that occurred in my pelvic region. Um, And yeah, I've really been on a journey for the last five years-ish um healing my own body and then also wanting to help other women who have been through the same experiences that I have and who have maybe been dismissed by doctors or haven't had the help that they have needed from the medical profession um and yeah I'm just really really passionate about women's health being taken seriously and pelvic health being taken seriously and like you say speaking about all the things that we don't usually speak about things like pubic hair that might feel a little bit taboo or a little bit awkward or uncomfortable to talk about I love talking about those things so yeah that's amazing and it's so true I think a lot of women feel like they're being dismissed by uh, doctors or their GPs um, when if, if they have any concerns around these topics. And it's really a shame how we're not taught how to support our system, you know, in general with starting with our hormones and everything, but going into the pelvic region and everything that goes down there. It's it's so sterile, sort of, so to speak. I don't know. It, it feels like we're not even supposed to have this organic, intuitive, empowered relationship with our pelvic 
um, region, our pelvic floor, the pelvic pelvic bowl in general, which is the seat of our feminine power in like within our biology, where we have our womb and 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 the vagina, and it's just incredible how all that works. But <laughs> most women walk around not even realizing how much power they have there and how the body wants to heal. So in your experience with UTIs specifically and all of these symptoms that you had, because I've had discussions with women who um, are experiencing that, you know, at this minute, it, it, there's something going on, you know, they're healing from either a, a vaginismus or chronic UTIs or this chronic tension that they have in their pelvic region. Where did you start and where would you guide a woman dealing with something similar to start? Yeah, that's such a, a great question. Um, I think for me, my journey of really coming home to my body and coming home to my feminine power my cyclical nature really started with coming off of hormonal birth control um so when i started experiencing chronic utis i had the copper iud and that was causing a lot of my symptoms that was playing a huge huge role in in a lot of my symptoms and a lot of like the hormonal imbalances that were going on um so having that removed was like this massive massive step in in my health journey really returning to my cycle and just like allowing myself to become as natural as possible and to um like regulate my hormones in the most natural way possible um and then beyond that things like healing my gut i've done a lot of work with my gut health as well which is so so connected to chronic utis um i had a lot of e coli infections in my gut and when we have e coli infections in our bladder that can be a massive sign that we have e coli in our gut as well um so really healing my gut health has been massive massive as well Okay, right. So isn't it so that the the um hormonal birth control it does affect our gut yes. in a negative way. So there's a connection there that you saw when you stopped using hormonal birth control that it has an effect on the gut and then allows you to heal your gut. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Hormonal birth control depletes so many vitamins, minerals, um, nutrients and, and things like that. And there's a big link between things like taking hormonal birth control and things like Crohn's disease, um, depression and that kind of thing that really, really comes from the gut as well. Mm. Um, yeah. What did you start doing to sort of heal your gut? some some things that you started to implement to eat differently or what was going on there yeah so for me I was already eating quite a restricted diet I was trying to eat as cleanly as possible I don't really like that word but um you know I wasn't eating junk food or anything like that and I was eating dairy-free and gluten-free and um you know really trying my best to look after my body 
Um, for me, parasite cleansing was a really, really massive part of my gut healing journey. So, um, like, yeah, parasite cleansing, um, which really helped me to remove things like candida and um, like E. coli infections and any kind of um, bacterial overgrowth as well. Like getting it all out of my body, getting all the bad guys out of my body really, really helped to rebalance my gut and completely change like my gut health, completely change my health in general. Right. Yeah, exactly. So cleaning out those parasites from your system. Yeah, it's a it's a big thing, right? Is there like one thing that you could mention that helped you with that specifically? Um for me I used the the Cellcore brand of parasite cleansing and that's the one that I would recommend the the most um just because it works beyond the gut as well and helps to um cleanse the liver and and cleanse the womb and it cleanses parasites from the whole whole body um a lot of people don't realize that we can hold parasites in our womb and we can pass parasites through our period blood and things like that so it was really important to me that I you know looked at my whole whole body rather than just the gut yeah absolutely of course it's always holistic yeah right so in terms of lymphatic work let's assume that the listener doesn't really understand or know what that even means so how would you give the 101 on lymphatic work what is it and why should we do it (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I think a good place to start would be talking about what the lymphatic system is in general, because so many of us have not heard of the lymphatic system. It's something that is completely overlooked by so many doctors and so many um, like healthcare professionals. I studied healthcare at university and we were taught nothing about the lymphatic system at all. Um, so the lymphatic system is a drainage system in the body and it looks pretty much exactly like our veins and like our venous system um, and that we have lymph all over our entire body. So everywhere that we have blood, everywhere that we have skin, we have these veins that carry our lymphatic um, fluid and our lymph around our bodies. A lot of people are quite surprised to know that we have lymph in our teeth, that we have it in our eyes, um, absolutely everywhere in our bodies, except in our hair and in our nails. And the job of the lymphatic system is really to remove anything that we don't need anymore, anything that is not serving the body, anything like inflammation, toxins, bacteria, fungi, parasites anything that is you know bad for our bodies and when our lymphatic system is not working properly those things that is designed to remove can build up in the body um, particularly in the case of inflammation when inflammation builds up in the body we can get a lot of different symptoms um, most often things like pain and um when we're doing when we're talking about lymphatic work we're really talking about moving the lymph and um 
most of the time using our hands um, to massage our bodies, to open up our lymphatic system, to get the lymph moving through our bodies so that everything can be removed and um, we don't have that buildup of the bad guys, the bad stuff in our bodies anymore. Right. Yes, exactly. So it is the body's drainage system, right? And it's really, really important. Yes. So <clears throat> it, you've mentioned that there can actually be a cor- correlation or a connection between headaches, recurring headaches and the lymphatic system. So uh, can you speak a little into that? W- what do you mean? Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned, we have a lot of lymph all over our body, um, particularly a lot in our head and our neck. And when that lymph does not drain properly from our head, from our brains and down our necks and out of our bodies, we can experience many, many different symptoms, things like headaches, migraines, fatigue, brain fog, um, even things like anxiety and depression, which are all really just due to a buildup of inflammation and a buildup of fluid in our brains um so particularly things like pressure headaches or tension headaches it's really just a buildup of lymphatic fluid and um yeah lymph that has not been removed effectively from the brain so many people find that they'll have a headache the next morning if they haven't slept very well And that is because when we are asleep, our brain drains lymph from um, the the previous day and drains all of the cellular waste that is produced from the previous day. And when we don't get a good night's sleep, the lymph from our brain doesn't drain properly. And then we get things like headaches and, and migraines. So it really is lymphatic system based and inflammation based a lot of the time. And yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love lymphatic work as well, because we can treat things like headaches without using, um, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, things like paracetamol and ibuprofen and actually get to the root cause of why the headache is occurring in the first place. Yeah, that really resonates. I've like I've had a lot of like tension headaches and it's not obviously all the time that but sometimes I notice that the tension really just creeps up on me and and it it's really it's a nasty feeling when you feel this tension especially at the you know the back you know what is like the the, um uh, the root of the skull yeah Yeah, you're putting your hand you have so much lymph on the back of your neck really in that little dip in the back of your skull yeah lots and lots of lymph in that area so that's a really really common place to get a headache Mm. so if this is something that a listener is dealing with what what would you recommend i would first of all recommend um drinking plenty of water so i didn't mention at the beginning that our lymphatic system is mostly made up of water and of course like Drinking plenty of water, drinking really good quality water is really, really supportive of your lymphatic system. Um, I also really, really recommend um, a manual lymphatic massage. So 
this is something that I teach my clients to do on their own bodies and to do at home and um, by themselves so that they can open up their lymphatic system to allow all of the lymph to to drain away um easily <laughs> like while they're at their desk or while they're out and about or um you know as they're going through their day mm, yeah that's really good do you do you think that movement in general is helping the the lymphatic system yeah definitely the lymphatic system loves any kind of movement at all like any exercise it doesn't have to be going to the gym it doesn't have to be um you know working out with a personal trainer it can be just walking it can be walking up and down the stairs in your house it can be dancing around in a really silly way um to your favorite song any movement is really really great for the lymphatic system um sometimes it's not enough to to just move when the lymphatic system is really really blocked up we need to really like get our hands and into individual areas for different people um but yeah in general any kind of movement is is great for moving the lymphatic system Mm, yeah exactly so in terms of pelvic lymphatics where do we start what what are we looking at really yeah that's such a great question so the three places in the body where we hold the most lymph are in our neck in our gut and also in our groin area so it's really the the gut and the groin that we're looking at when we're talking about pelvic lymphatics and those are the areas of the body where inflammation and lymph can really really build up that can impact our pelvic health so um when we like in a really really basic sense when we don't have um lymph being removed and lymph flowing from our our pelvic areas we can build up inflammation which can lead to things like pain period pain um bladder pain any any kind of pain also when we're talking about lymph flow we're also really talking about blood flow as well and if our lymph is not flowing and taking away all of the the bad guys all of the waste our blood flow is not able to bring all of the nutrients and bring all of the oxygen into those areas as well so our cells and our tissues are not receiving oxygen nutrients and they're not able to regenerate and and renew so when it comes to like our periods and um like our menstrual cycle we can be holding so much old like cellular waste old um cells old tissue in our, our pelvis which can really really contribute to a lot of stagnation in general a lot of pain a lot of cramping as our wombs try to remove um and almost overcompensate for the lymphatic system try to remove all of that old that old waste from our bodies um i could talk about it for for a really really long time but yeah yeah. that is so so interesting and i think with like in general we have a lot of tension in our pelvic region like in our hips we sit so much we're stationary so much and then 
added on to that that we don't understand how the lymphatic system works and how to support our bodies <laughs> in general. So if someone is um, dealing with a lot of chronic tension down there, where would you like start with with this woman? <laughs> <laughs> um, the first thing that comes to mind is what you've just mentioned about sitting a lot during during the day. Um, it's really important to bring movement, bring stretching into your daily routine. And when you are sitting or if you if you have got a job or you have a day coming up where you are going to be sitting down a lot, I would really recommend wearing loose clothing instead of, you know, your skinny jeans or really, really tight underwear that is going to like restrict any blood flow and lymph flow from going to your pelvis. So I know that um, you're really interested in like clothing and, and bras and things like that for the lymphatic system. Any kind of tight clothing is restricting our lymphatic system. So we just want our, our bodies to be able to breathe and move and, and flow as easily as possible, um, especially if we are in quite a contracted sitting position. Um, our breath is also really, really important. So breathing properly. When we breathe through our mouth, we are not breathing deeply into our respiratory diaphragm. We breathe quite shallowly down into our chest. And so small changes like breathing through your nose, breathing deeply down into your respiratory diaphragm, then has an impact on your pelvic diaphragm brings a lot more movement into your respiratory and your pelvic diaphragms, which then increases like blood flow, lymph flow, and almost gives your, your pelvic diaphragm and your pelvis this really gentle internal massage all day long, which can really help to release tension and just kind of relax everything down there as well. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like we hear so much about breathing, like breathe, you should breathe. And and I talk about it all the time. And I feel like women are sometimes like, yeah, I know, like I, I've heard this a million times. I am breathing, but we don't actually realize that, yeah, it's actually creating that internal massage when you're breathing. Like we don't think about that. It feels a little, wow, okay, really? But yeah, we're just so used to breathing in a shallow way and being disconnected from our bodies. So in terms of UTIs, is there some connection with the tension piece in your view? Yeah, definitely. Um, when our pelvic diaphragms are holding too much tension and 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 really, really tight, it can be a struggle to fully empty the bladder. And um, it's almost like because there's so much tension down there, we can't fully relax those muscles to fully empty the bladder. So what can happen is like a little bit of, of urine can be left behind. And yeah, then we can get like UTIs if we're not fully, fully emptying our bladder, like time and time and time again. Mm. 
Is there anything else that someone, if someone is dealing with UTIs, should like consider? I think something that really comes to my mind is tracking your UTIs with your cycle as well, because I noticed a pattern with my UTIs and my menstrual cycle. A lot of women tend to get UTIs around ovulation because oestrogen is higher around ovulation. And when oestrogen is higher, inflammation is higher. Histamine can, can also be higher. And we can kind of have almost like this irritation and this, this inflammation and this um almost like an allergic reaction with the, hist with the increase in histamine in our, our bladder, um, which is just like a a big cocktail for, um, you know, a, a UTI to occur. Mm. So definitely tracking your UTIs with your cycle if you can, just to see if there is any, any pattern there. And UTIs around ovulation can be a sign of estrogen dominance as well. Right. And you've mentioned something about combining lymph work with your inner summer, so ovulation. Uh, so is this why? Is this why you're recommending that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not just for UTIs, but just for um, anyone who might be experiencing any symptoms at all around ovulation, things like headaches or bloating or nausea or anxiety, whatever the um, symptom is it's often down to high estrogen and then also high inflammation so doing lymphatic work is a really really great way to support your body not only to remove inflammation but but also able to remove excess estrogen through lymphatic work as well right so how do you do lymphatic work with that region of your body um, pretty much how you do lymphatic work with any any region of your body. So um, for me, I love using my hands. It's really, really important for me to use my hands to get really, really deep and to be able to press a lot more deeply into like the tissues there. A lot of people have heard about like dry brushing for the lymphatic system, which I love and is a really really great way to support your lymphatic system but when you're dry brushing you're really only targeting the superficial lymphatics mm, that are right. just below the skin and when we're using our hands we're targeting a lot more like deeper lymph and um you know the lymph that is much more entwined with organs and just much more deeply set in the body so personally, I like to use a combination of, of dry brushing and then um, manual lymph massage with with my hands as well. Right. So and, and that is like you're doing it with your groin area. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Groin and, and gut, um, because a lot of a lot of what happens in the gut affects the pelvis things like our gut microbiome uh, affects our vaginal microbiome and and things like that so yeah it's it's really really important to focus on the gut as well as, as the pelvis and a lot of our emotions can be held in our gut as well so when we're doing lymphatic work we're not only moving things on a physical level but we're also moving things 
emotionally as well. Um, if you think about the lymphatic system being made up of a lot of water, water is like the element of emotions. When we're working our lymphatic system in our gut, we're really able to move these emotions and like move the energy through our bodies as well. And in particular, we have the largest lymph node in the body in our gut. And that is a really, really sore place for a lot of women, like physically sore to touch. And that lymph node is a place in the body where we can store a lot of shame, a lot of grief, a lot of, um, you know, these emotions that are really, really hard for us to feel as as women. Um, so a lot of the time when when we're doing the lymphatic work through the gut, we can release these emotions that could be impacting our pelvic health and impacting symptoms like period pains and and UTIs as well. Right. <clears throat> so how do you do a lymphatic gut massage? Just, you know, some specifics. You don't have to give everything away. I know that I would recommend working with Chloe if this is something that you are dealing with, but if there's something to start with, how would you guide a woman to, you know, start massaging their um, gut area and also the groin area? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, I always guide my clients through literally massaging their gut and massaging their groin. And when we're getting our fingers in and, and massaging these areas, we're really bringing everything up to the surface and bringing everything, like almost like loosening everything up. And then once we've, we've done that, we bring in like a vibration. So there's a lot of tapping involved. And this vibration, it's almost like the analogy that I use quite a lot with, with my clients is like, if you have a bottle of of sauce and you're kind of trying to tap the bottle of sauce and you're trying to tap the the sauce down to drain to get the last the last drops of of ketchup or something out right. of the bottle you're creating that vibration which is then draining the liquid down and that's exactly what we do with lymphatic work so we massage to kind of bring everything up to the surface and loosen everything up and then we bring in this tapping motion which allows everything to actually drain down and, and drain out of the body as well. Mm, yeah, that's really good. That's really good. So where exactly is the lymph node that's in our gut? So it's just below your sternum, about two inches above your belly button, right in the middle. So oh, okay. if anyone is familiar with the chakra system it's basically where your solar plexus is which I love because there's so many connections between the solar plexus and like the emotional side of the solar plexus and the emotional side of the um the cisterna chile which is the largest lymph node in the body so a lot of women will actually feel some tenderness when they feel around um that area of the body and if you if you feel around your gut about two inches above your your belly button kind of in the center of your gut you might feel a little bit of resistance like a little bit of pushback and that's 
and if it's sore as well that's when you know that you found you found it oh okay so it's like right below your rib cage but above your belly button yeah um it's kind of it's a difficult one to to explain it is um, it is it would be yeah. easier to show I, I get it but it's just yeah so two inches above your your belly button Zai, when i press somewhere around there i do feel a bit of this sensation of tenderness mm. yeah I and i've never really thought about common. that yeah it's very very common it's it's a very difficult place in the body to drain as well if you think like it's really easy to move your arms and your legs but how how do we really move our our gut like yeah difficult <laughs> right so is is that then why for example in pilates or yoga you do these twists that are they always say that it helps your digestion is that somehow does it have something to do with uh you know the drainage system that is right there when you twist your body right in the middle like you're going in two different directions with your body yeah definitely yeah that's um amazing amazing for your your gut lymphatics and even poses like a bridge pose can be really really great for that that area of the body just to kind of um almost like that incline it, it gives your body like a different angle and then gravity really helps to to drain everything down from there. yeah yeah exactly so you mentioned dry brushing And you also mentioned that it's great, but it's it's surface level work. It doesn't really go deep in the into the tissues. But in terms of that, because I love doing it as well. And um, is there any like tips that you could give, like how to use a dry brush? Yeah, definitely. So before I start dry brushing or before I do any lymph work, I always massage above my collarbones first because that is like the main exit point for all lymph through the body. So just spending about 30 seconds massaging left to right along the tops of your collarbones before you dry brush is my number one number one tip for just getting the most out of your dry brushing because if this area above your collarbones is blocked up your dry brushing is going to be for nothing basically because the lymph has nowhere to exit and the lymph has nowhere to leave your body um apart from that dry brushing towards your heart is again a number one tip i see so many people um on instagram and youtube not not doing this and and doing it in circles or, or doing it wrong so always always towards your heart um and i don't like to dry brush my my gut or my my back i know a lot of a lot of people do but for me it's just not it's not deep enough it's not powerful enough and we really need to get our fingers into into our guts Okay, right. So even with your legs, you sort of, if I'm starting with my, so I'm thinking about myself now doing it every Saturday before sauna. <laughs> And I start with my legs 
right? And with my calves and my shins, and I'm going upwards with the strokes. Yeah. And the same thing then with your thighs, your you know, stroking towards your groin area, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then upwards, and then with your arms, it's then towards your armpits. Yes, exactly, yeah. Okay, cool. And how long do you usually do it? Is it something that takes a long time? I don't think it, I think it depends on how how deeply you want to go you can do it really quickly and do the whole body in like a minute if you're in a rush um you can spend a lot more time on it if you want to there's no real rules as such and I know that you know some people are really really busy some people can only manage a minute a day and if that's or a minute a time and if that's what you know you do just to get it in that's completely completely fine for me, I like to go over each area of the body like three to five times. So over each piece of skin, like at least three to five times. Um, and you might see that your skin is like a little bit pink, a little bit red. That's actually a really, really good sign that some inflammation is, is being removed from, from that area as well. Mm, yeah, that's really good. So you've mentioned that the lymphatic system and the progesterone hormone coincide somehow. So what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I know that I've spoken quite a lot about the lymphatic system removing things from our body, removing inflammation and toxins and um, taking all of those things away. But also the lymphatic system plays a big role in regulating our hormones, like circulating our hormones around our body. So a lot of the time I see people who have low progesterone symptoms and it's actually just because their lymphatic system is, is backed up and their progesterone is not able to flow around the body in their lymphatic system effectively. So our lymphatic system carries our progesterone around to all of the different areas of our bodies. But if we do have any any blockages in our lymphatic system, then obviously that, that can't happen. And that's how we can get some hormonal imbalances or some hormonal symptoms. Right. So one more reason to, you know start doing that the massage and the dry brushing and the movement and hydration and all of it yeah so definitely. really important for yes women in particular yeah yes absolutely so what about bras what's yeah. your take on them I am not going to pretend that I don't wear a bra like I I do wear bras I wear underwire bras if I if it's a special occasion or if I'm if I'm going out for dinner or or something like that um I mean like I'm an F cup I need a bra a lot of the time um but in terms of are they good for your lymphatic system then the answer is no they're not they're not good for your lymphatic system and I try to wear soft bras as much as possible to to give my um, lymph a chance to really move and not to restrict any blood flow or any lymph flow. 
And for me, when I'm working out as well, or if I'm exercising, that is a time where it's really, really important for me to either not wear a bra or to wear like a really soft, really loose, kind of comfortable bra that is not restricting any lymphatic drainage that might be occurring whilst I'm exercising. Um, I know a lot of women wear bras, you know, 24-7, they wear bras in bed and whilst they're sleeping and that is definitely something that I would not recommend. I personally try to wear one as little as possible um, just because we have so much lymph around our breasts and under our arms and um, around like the pectoral area and when we are restricting that with any tight clothing at all it could be like a corset it could be a bra then yeah we're we're blocking our lymphatic system and we are um like it's an ideal uh way for like cysts like breast cysts and that kind of thing to to form if if the lymphatic system can't flow through our breasts properly. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's something that I've been trying to attend to as well. And obviously, I I don't also, I'm not able to not wear a bra at all times. Sometimes you have to wear a bra, I think. At least if in this society, there's, you know, that you have times when you have to wear a bra. And if it's a special occasion, for example, but especially at home, I try not to. Um, and I think this is actually something that COVID brought about when, you know, lockdown first happened. And it, that was my sort of no bra season that started then <laughs> with COVID when you when we were at home so much. And it's interesting because personally for me, I'd been so insecure with my breasts that I wanted to wear a bra at all times because I have like smaller breasts and it was it was a security blanket in many ways and because I didn't have really this intimate beautiful relationship with my body at the time it was something that I would hold on to like at home everywhere I would wear wear a bra well not not when I'm sleeping but but otherwise all the time and with covid it was so interesting when I realized that once I started not wearing a bra at home, most days it would be a bra-free life then uh, for the time being. It was so liberating. And at the same time, I was working on my connection with my body, my cyclical nature, my sensuality. And it really liberated me from a lot of like insecurity and these false ideas about my body and how it should look at all times with clothes and, and, um, I don't know, it's, it's so, it feels like it's a bit shallow, but I, I believe that a lot of women deal with this if they feel like they need to look a certain way and certain like curves need to look a certain way. And, you know, there's a lot of that insecurity there or ideas about what you should look like and being without a bra is somehow unnatural even though it's the complete opposite but yeah this is my little tangent on on bra free life and how it actually helped me a lot with my relationship with myself to be at home be without a bra 
and learn to love my body for what it is. And yeah. it was just a beautiful journey for me to get into my sensuality, get into my body and really accept my body as it is. And then from that place, it's so much easier to, you know, take care of yourself. Even with like the lymphatic work that we've been talking about, the massage and all of that, like massaging your breasts, I, I believe you probably do that as well for lymphatic health, which is a beautiful practice, not only for your lymphatic system and for its health, but also to get connected with your heart, to get connected with your sensuality and and this beautiful womanhood that you have and your sexuality even um it, it, it's something that i recommend um to everyone to get get really intimate with their own bodies but yeah that that was just my little spiel on that <laughs> i loved it i loved it though and i definitely resonated with a lot of what you were saying and for me, even doing that, the lymphatic gut massage has really helped me to love my my stomach a lot more. Even when I first started doing this, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to touch my stomach. And yeah. like I mentioned with the tapping, it's like it's not the most flattering thing to do to your stomach to tap to tap your stomach and see how it, it wobbles and moves. And, you know, there's a lot that can come up with like the relationship to your body and how your body looks and how it moves and I really do feel like doing this lymphatic massage with my breasts with my stomach has really allowed me to love my body and just to really like spend time with my body and just like yeah just even it's so weird how we don't even touch our bodies as, as much as we should mm. oh yeah absolutely that that's been coming up with with women in my private coaching, it's with each of them and the women that I've interviewed, it's a constant theme that's coming up. How we've sort of felt really weird about touching our own bodies and having this odd, avoidant relationship with it. And then when we start, you know, massaging and touching ourselves with love, with tenderness, with care and Gentle, gentleness and how that surprises women in the way that it is a transformative thing to do with your relationship with yourself and that's so true like with the tapping when things are wobbling or jiggling and and it, it might feel like it's not very flattering or it might feel a bit insecure might feel insecure doing it but truly once you start doing it, at least from my experience, like you said as well, it it just um, it transforms your relationship with yourself, and you start seeing how wonderful it is to have this body of yours, and how it deserves all of your love and attention. How miraculous it is for what it does all day long, and how beautiful the female body is without all the uh, awful expectations that we put on ourselves and the unnatural images that we see on a day-to-day -day basis. But yes, go ahead, like massage yourself, touch yourself. It's a beautiful thing. And go bra-free as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, Chloe, before we go, I would love to know, what do you really cherish about being a woman? Oh, my goodness. This is such a great question. I I really, really cherish my menstrual cycle and the ups and downs of our hormones throughout the month, just having having this cyclical experience of of the world. I absolutely love, I absolutely love that there are, you know, almost like four different versions of myself that I get to experience every single month. I love the creativity that comes with with having a womb, with being a woman, like this this connection with creating life and this connection with nature, this connection with the earth. Um just like, oh my goodness, I could I could talk about this for for ages, but yeah, if it was, if I had to say one thing, it would definitely be like the menstrual cycle, the cyclical nature, and um, all of the different versions of myself that I get mm. to meet every month. Yes, that's beautiful. I love it. You know, I love our menstrual cycle as well. It's it's a beautiful gift that we have. It is. Tell us where we can find you and what do you have on offer? Yeah, so I am Chloe Stickings on Instagram, um, and that is the main the main place where I hang out at the moment. And right now, I have spaces open for one to one coaching. So I do two hour deep dive sessions, and I also have a twelve week coaching program as well. And in June, I'm going to be launching a pelvic care program. So this pelvic care program is really about releasing the tension from your pelvis. It's about realigning your womb. It's about um, getting to know your body, really creating safety in your body. We obviously do lymphatic work in that as well. so yeah, I'm I'm super super excited for for that to launch in the summer, and yeah, that's that's me. That's amazing. I that sounds so juicy. I'll put the links in the show notes for everything that Chloe offers and does, so you can check those out. Thank you so much, Chloe, for sharing this time with me. I I really enjoy talking about these things that need to be talked more about. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new as well as received some serious inspiration on your feminine journey. And I would so appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast and subscribe. It really helps in the podcasting world so that we can reach more women who might be interested in these types of topics. And if you're curious to hear my music, you can always check out JoM on any of the streaming platforms and the link will be in the description below. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to have you join me in the next episode.